Amen. Well, the Lord is good. Amen. Glory to God. Well, we're here. <laughs> two or th- where two or three are gathered, the Bible says there he is. Right? So he's here with us already just because we showed up. And so we're so glad the Lord is here. Praise God. And uh, believe that he's going to uh, have something to do, have something to say in our midst here tonight. Amen. Can you could you could you use a word from God, yeah. <laughs> or or if it's not a word, just a touch, huh? I mean, the the Lord can move in our lives in different ways. Sometimes it's a direct word spoken into us that changes everything, right? Sometimes it's uh, just a manifestation of His mighty presence, and it changes everything. <laughs> Amen. And and sometimes it comes through the prayer of another. And, uh, and sometimes it's through uh, giving to another. Amen. There's just lots of different ways the Lord can uh, show up and, and, and move and, and manifest in our lives. And so let's open ourselves up to all of it. Not just be limited to a, just a little narrow way. This is the way, this is the way that God moves. <laughs> I mean, some of us have done that without intentionally doing it. Because we've been accustomed to certain things and we've... Uh, We've grown used to certain ways that church is supposed to happen, and uh, and without intentionally doing it, not with a uh, a heart that's you know saying God, you know I'm only going to accept certain things, but we do that in our own minds, you know. We squeeze, and God's so merciful and kind, He'll try to get in there, you know. I mean, He wants to squeeze in there, but once He's in, you know, He likes to, <laughs> you know what I'm saying stretch out but as much as we can as much as we're able to recognize um, let's let's allow God to do things in a different way if he wants amen amen so what, what does that mean well sometimes that means that we do things in a different way sometimes that means that we approach him different we we respond to him different we uh, you know we get out of the rut and the mold that we've always uh, been conformed to and uh, you remember what what Paul wrote to Timothy. He said that one of the things that would happen in the last days is some people would have a form of godliness but deny the power, right? In other words, sometimes you get too much in a form. What you're sacrificing is power. I mean, the form is comfortable. The form is predictable. The form is, I know what the form's like. I know how to be in that form. I've been doing that form for a long time. You know, we act a certain way and speak and talk and everything's just that way. And that's comfortable to the flesh. These type of meetings are not super comfortable to the flesh, especially if you're ministering. Because <laughs> you know what's easier? <laughs> I plan. <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, we, uh, our family went to a church and the plan was in the bulletin. Some of you ever maybe been to church like that? In other words, it said... First, we're going to do this, then we're going to do this, you know, and they'd list the hymn. In that case, we sang out of the hymn books and uh, sing hymn number such and such, and then do such and such, then sing hymn number such and such. And then there was one part in there where it was called the pastoral prayer, is what I remember. And why do I remember that? Well, because I was a kid, and that was, that took forever. (laughs) I mean... I mean, seriously, the pastor probably put a lot of 
thought into it, you know, very probably very sincere and heartfelt. But he wrote the prayer out, and uh, you know, that's not usually the way we do things here. But uh, he would write the prayer out, and I don't know how long that thing was. But as a child, <laughs> yikes! <laughs> here we, you know, because you know, as a child, you're going through the list <laughs> and looking back at the clock. <laughs> That better not happen here. (laughs) Our list is private. It's secret. (laughs) It's not written out. (laughs) But we'd look at that, and then it came to pastoral prayer. It's like, oh, my. And sometimes, you know, you get in the right angle, and you can just go right to sleep. (laughs) You know? And you look look like you're spiritual because you look like you're praying, but you're gone. (laughs) What a tragedy <laughs> that we ha- have that kind of commentary of meeting with God. God keeps putting me to sleep. <laughs> well, it wasn't God. Uh, but sometimes it's the person, sometimes it's what happened. Uh, anyway, I've said all that to say this. Uh, you know, sometimes we just get real locked into a form. And if we are too much, uh, you know, just committed to that program, that form, that way of doing it we really do scripturally now we exclude power okay we're 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 eliminating the power of god and uh you know i mean a lot of uh, we we've we've shared this in recent times but uh, a lot of church groups over the years and denominations have gone that way where in the beginning of the movement there was much power there was much demonstration but the more organization came it seems and don't get me wrong, organization is a good thing, but we've got to keep a check on it when that comes when it comes to the move of God's spirit, because you can organize God right out of your life, you know. And that happens even in charismatic, spirit-filled words type circles, uh, because you know we have a plan too. I mean, in a in a in a lot of services, we have an order. We're going to do this, then we're going to do this, and we're going to do this. And, and that's again, I don't think that's all bad. But even in a person's individual life, sometimes people get that way with their uh, with their personal walk with God. Um, they're going to read. Well, you know, we have a plan here, uh, the chapter a day thing, right? How, how just a plan to help to get everybody at least reading some of the Word every or five days a week. Well, how many know you can you can get too locked in with that? And it becomes religion to you. It just becomes, well, I'm going to read my chapter, no more, no less. If I don't do it, I feel like a scoundrel. <laughs> I feel like a backslidden person. If I do do it, then I feel like something, but I never do any more. The Lord couldn't act, you know, move on you to read an extra chapter. <laughs> you know, and people do that with their prayer life. Sometimes it's all about the clock. You know, because, uh, you know, years ago there was a lot of emphasis on praying, uh, quite a few years ago, a lot of emphasis on praying for one hour a day, that if you prayed for one hour a day, then you were doing good. And don't get me wrong, for most people that would be very helpful to pray an hour a day because they don't pray even five minutes. But the people can become too legalistic with it. They became too formal with it. And and it's possible, honestly, um, I used to be a clock watcher a lot. And uh, when I was training, because... You know, I'd hear about people praying for extended periods of time, and uh, and I wanted to train myself. I wanted to be able to do that and be focused and not be just my mind going everywhere. So I'd pray, and I'd watch the clock, and sometimes it would go so slow. <laughs> and then, but, but it, 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 it was helpful to a degree because I, it, was an, it was an issue of discipline. 
and I would begin to pray, and, and I'd hit that hour and think, praise God, I'm done. <laughs> Almost sounds rude, doesn't it, to God? <laughs> and it probably was because, you know, if you're not enjoying it, he's not either. <laughs> right? If you're not having fun, God's not having fun. But at the same time, you know, there can be some discipline things that, that, that can be helpful. But what we seek and what we desire is to have a living relationship, a living church, a living, living church service, even here now, where we just, uh, we're open for anything and everything. We're just saying, I mean, within the confines of God's word and what his spirit would say and do. But we, when we can get, that, get in that place, I tell you what, it's, it's just really good. That openness, that freedom. You know, uh, you know. Someone asked me one time. Uh, another pastor asked me, "Do you ever sing those songs about, you know, welcoming the Holy Spirit in, you know, in your church?" And, and I said, "Only if it's in the sense of you're welcome to move freely, because we don't we don't ever sing songs like He's out there, come on in." You know, like we welcome God to come into our life or into our service, His presence to come into our service. Uh, no, no. I believe He's already here. Because I'm here, He's with me. <laughs> You're here, He's with you. Corporately, we're all here, so there's a special thing going on there already with a corporate anointing. But as far as welcoming what He wants, yeah. I, I, can, I can go with that. Lord, come and move. Lord, come and do. Come and speak. Come and roll us all over. <laughs> you know, knock us down. Stand us up. <laughs> you know, one place in the Old Testament, the Spirit of God stood someone up on their feet. You know, people are nervous now when someone falls back. You know, the Lord really knocked people down. Yeah, and stand some back up too. And uh, <laughs> But I just want to have this open. Now, I know that, that can make some people nervous. Uh because you think open wow I mean that's when people get flaky that's when people get weird and you got to keep a, some handle on some things I was doing a service years ago and it broke out it broke out in a good way power of God was manifest people started getting touched and uh, we were ministering to people they were falling out on the carpet and everything and and laughing and having a fun time and just getting blessed and set free and and just having a having a real good time and in the middle of that this was a bunch of teenagers by the way uh, uh, at a camp and in the middle of that and I was in charge of the thing but uh, in, in the in the middle of that some of the kids some of the teenagers got you know pretty excited and some of them got totally in the flesh. <laughs> And then, so, and they started going around, and, and and some of them wanted to pray for people. And I, I was watching some, and one one guy, he he would go up to someone. He said, "You're going down. You're going down. Get ready. You're going down." <laughs> and I thought, "Oh my!" <laughs> See what he what he what he saw. He was so focused on just the natural side of this, the outward side, that he, what 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 did he see as the goal? That he could put his hand on someone and they'd fall. Man, and if that happened, yeah. God was here. Well, you know, sometimes when you do have a move of God's Spirit and His presence gets strong, uh, some people do get into excess and they do get out beyond what the Spirit of God is doing. You know what? I'm not overly concerned about that. I mean, I do believe in teaching and, and bringing order to things, but I remember at that particular 
uh, meeting, there was one guy uh, from one of the, he was one of the youth pastors in the, in the, in the churches. He was overly concerned. And, uh, and, and he thought, man, that was just totally out of control. That was just totally what, and you know, it really, it really wasn't. There was some of that. There was some of it. And I just thought, man, listen, look at all the good things that happened. Okay. And it's like Brother Hagin used to say, I'd rather have a little wildfire than no fire at all. You know, and so do we want to have excess and people doing crazy things? Absolutely not. But you know what? I, you know, it's better to have what? what what's the, What's that other saying? Uh, better have a little wildfire than or something than the order of a graveyard, something like that. You know, where too often people are way in the other ditch and they're so critical of those who've gone too far, but they're totally on the other end of the thing. You know, and all churches become is is a is a talk. Church is never more than a verbal communication from one to another, period. And no prophecy either. Just, you know, teaching or a book report or, or something like that. And they're so far in the other ditch with no move of God and no power and no one gets healed and no one gets free. No one's excited. <laughs> you know, my, my brother-in-law used to say when he grew up in the, in the Baptist church, he found out how to have fun how to have a good service he said you had to have it out in the foyer because because you'd come into church he said and everyone was just real serious you know they didn't look happy they looked like they're having fun but as soon as they got out everyone's just having a good time laughing it up he said he thought we should just move church out there (laughs) yeah but what is that okay i believe it becomes a form of godliness you know, they think this is how we have to act. Now, if someone's reverential, that's to be honored and respected, okay? And I think that's admirable to be reverential, but some people are not reverential. They're just dead. There's a difference. They're both quiet sometimes, <laughs> but one is not having a sense of holy awe for God's presence. They're just bored. They can't wait to get out and have fun. They can't wait to get out of here and laugh and smile again. And in in, in, in church, it's just can't do any of that amen and so what i what i seek what i desire um and i pray that you do too is is that we have the power of god amen and the power of god requires okay it requires a lack of a form of godliness we're not limited to certain certain things we're flexible we're bendable we're we're movable we're pliable (laughs) God can talk to us. We'll answer. We'll hear. We'll listen. Amen. Amen. And you know, you can have church without starting off with four songs. <laughs> do you know that's possible? You could do all fast songs or all slow songs. Or you could worship God with no music at all. How many know Jesus didn't have a traveling band? <laughs> right? Everywhere he went. They're, you know, they had to get there a few hours early to get set up and get 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 plugged in, get all tuned, get everything sounding right before he could have any miracles. No, it seemed like he had this awareness of God and the anointing and the power where he could be walking through town and people would come up and touch him and get healed. And that's not just Jesus. I mean, of course, we're like him. He's like us. Uh, 
as far as the anointing and ministry, but even Peter, you know, had a time where his shadow hit people. Yeah, his shadow hit people and they'd get healed. Shadow. That's cool. The shadow anointing. <laughs> it's powerful. I remember hearing the story years ago about uh, um, Catherine Kuhlman. She was a, a woman of God that used to minister in mighty signs and wonders and she was walking through an airport in Pittsburgh and uh, and people were falling out as she walked past the glory of God came on her and, uh, and, and, and so the Lord can move in an airport absolutely amen and, uh, and, and I, I used to talk to, our, uh, to teenagers years ago about laying hands on the sick at school and they'd come back and I'd get testimonies of people playing ball and hurting themselves and hurting and they and some of our kids were bold enough to do it and they'd go right over there and just lay hands on them and get them healed in in public school <laughs> out of the out of the normal out of the usual you know you know the scripture says i think it's acts 19 that paul worked unusual miracles or god worked unusual miracles by the hands of paul and it talked about how handkerchiefs and aprons were taken from him. Basically claws that, that contained the anointing. They were placed on people and they were healed. You know, And so it was kind of different. A different way of getting people healed. But that implies that there are normal miracles too. If there's an unusual miracle, then there's a usual miracle. Just a normal way of having the supernatural power of God in manifestation. And so... Let's have some normal normal miracles and some non-normal miracles, some unusual things. And I think God will be glorified. Be glorified when we're able to just step out and move. Praise God. Let me just share a few more things that are coming up in my heart while we're just worshiping God here tonight. And, uh, you know, I believe the Lord wants to, wants to stretch us, wants us to stretch, wants us to move out beyond where we're currently at expand our boundaries and our borders and uh and begin to reach out more um more than we think we can yeah you know, you know there's a scripture in the old testament in the in the psalms that it speaks about how israel and and, and how they limited it says they limited the holy one of israel they limited god you know how many know that'll mess with people's theology <laughs> They put a limit on God. Someone say, well, God can't be limited. Well, in and of himself, in himself, no, there's no limitation. He's infinite. Okay? But when it comes to your life, he can definitely be limited because he is given over control. He's given dominion in our lives to ourselves. We have the right to choose. All right? And, uh, and, and what happens many times is, you know, people get like we started off saying stuck in that little area that little stuck in that rut and they can't ever seem to get beyond that and it's like god why don't you do more well you know what do you mean why don't god do more his name his name his name is more <laughs> i mean he remember el shaddai <laughs> more than enough that's who he is it's the very nature of who god is is to do more is to you know blow us away so to speak with the abundance of his nature and who he is and and his generosity and his kindness i mean he's gone way overboard already (laughs) Uh, but the thing is we often just get very very limited 
because we've limited him in our own thinking. We think small. Our vision is small. And how many know you can't really go beyond your vision? You can't consistently be or do things beyond the way you see yourself. All right? And, 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 and is it, Lord, I need to pray harder that the Lord will do it? Or do I need to pray more that I will see it? I believe the second is the answer. Because there's no limit in God alone by himself there's only a limit of what he can do in my in my life i i think about and i'm not a uh, some of you are you, you know some things about electricity but i understand you know you you can have a lot of voltage you can have high power but you can have uh and i don't know even the, the right language here but the the proper conduits and wires and stuff where you can only put so much through that that's we have why we have like 110s and 220 volts you know different outlets well you can't put too much power in there right it just blows everything apart right and 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 that might be a good picture of the way God is I mean he he is all-powerful okay but what he's able to do in us is limited to the capacity that we can handle and so if we could increase our capacity if we could upgrade from the 110 to the 220 or beyond whatever those numbers are you know then we can handle more of what God is capable of doing it's normal for him to do always wanted to do but again we've just had small small equipment and we just need to upgrade amen I remember when I was uh, years ago went on a missions trip to Panama and uh, we were in the city of Cologne C-O-L-O-N Panama and and uh, it wasn't very nice maybe there's some nice parts but where we were it wasn't very nice I don't mean it was like little huts there was there were big buildings things like that but it didn't smell very good it was kind of messy dirty and this is a number of years ago maybe they've improved I don't know but I, I know I went to when I went to minister in this church there it was a good sized church and uh, much larger than ours and uh, and I got, went to minister there, and I was praying about what the Lord uh, would have me to share and have me to speak on. And the subject that came to my heart was vision. And and what I began to to, to share with them and and explain was this very concept as of that oftentimes whatever people have grown up in, what they've seen all their life is their vision. That's the extent of their vision. And because of that, they very seldom ever move beyond that. They stay limited. It's not that as a human being their potential is not there, and it's certainly not with God because he's able to do all things well and take them up and take them on, but they're limited in their own thinking. Sometimes people never ask beyond the limitations of their mind. Where other people, you know, it's like some people are tripping over dollars while others are playing with millions. What is that? Well, a lot of it's it's the vision that we have. Some people don't have any problem at all just going out there and operating in large numbers financially, and others, they're just, man, that cost me, I could, you know, that's 10 bucks. <laughs> well, what's the difference? Money's money. It's just a tool. But we are where we can see. So I say, Lord, expand us. 
And that's my focus. Lord, help me to see more so I can do more. Help me to get beyond. And say, well, what can someone do if they're that way? Because listen, to a degree, we all have to, do, have to deal with this. Because we all have been programmed through upbringing and through the things we've gone through to think a certain way. And all, listen, all of it is limiting to some degree. All of it is. Because the, the possibilities of God are always bigger than what anyone can dream or imagine. And so, uh, how does someone get beyond that? I believe it's, uh, it's through prayer and seeking God, asking Him to give you vision. You know, this is similar to Ephesians 1, eyes of your understanding enlightened. Asking the Lord to, to show you what the possibilities are. Show you what he, ha- he can do. His mighty power toward us who believe. What does that look like? You know, the same power that raised Christ from the dead. What, what, what is that? You know, asking to see it, but then uh, intentionally not making what I've seen and what I've experienced the limitation of my life. Well, my, you know, my parents were a such and such. My grandparents were a such and such. My great-grandparents, they were a such and such. I'm a such and such. You know, and people limit. They think, well, this is the only thing I can be. That's the that's the blood that's in me. We're just and fill in the blank, whatever that is. I think no, that's just what we've been trained to do. And if that's a great thing, fine. But I think no matter what that is, no matter what that position is in life, uh, God can blow the lid off of that thing and take us up. God can use you in ways that you've never conceived of. He can do more through us than we can possibly imagine. For set our hearts to learn, to grow, to increase, to have vision beyond where we're at. Amen. How many know we shouldn't, you shouldn't, uh, you know, just don't put down people who are beyond you. Well, those people... I mean, they're just, and you see people who have things that you don't have, and you kind of kind of critical of it. See people who are doing things that you would like to do, and you're kind of annoyed with them. Well, that's a good way to stay where you're at. Hmm. How about saying, praise God what he was able to do through them. Praise God that this person is blessed in this area. Praise God, they have a vision for something. Lord, give me more vision. Help me to see. Help me to grow and expand in these areas. You know, and then you get that. Then we get that mindset of, uh, you know what? Uh, in, instead of, you know, instead of so, someone, you know, you're you're sitting at the stoplight. <laughs> I, I can't do the sound effects real well, but you know, everything's rattling and everything's shaking. <laughs> You know, and someone pulls up in something like, like, wow. You know, instead of having this, this mindset towards that, like, man, I can't believe someone would spend that kind of money on a car. And I would never buy I would never spend that kind of money on a car. <laughs> well, you won't be bothered with it then. <laughs> right? I just think, really, I mean, honestly, if someone says, I'm not, I, don't want, I don't want that, that doesn't interest me, 
fine. But don't limit your thinking. Don't limit yourself into thinking small. It's, 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 you know, it's sad to me that, that a poverty doctrine has been in, in large parts of the church. Poverty thinking, small mentality of, you know, when people just attack those uh, so-called prosperity preachers and teachers. That's just stupid. Can I say that out loud? Too late. It really is. I mean, I know there's some scoundrels and there's some people who do things wrong, you know, and I could preach a message on how, you know, on funky offerings that we've seen on TV. <laughs> uh, but, but, don't, but aside from that, aside from some extreme stuff, I think the kingdom of God is better off when God's people are able to think big. They're able to think beyond where they're at. To th- you know, and some of that's in money. Some of that's in things. I-, I wish there were more Christians thinking in millions and billions. But we need more of them. We do. Why? So the world can be one. Amen. Instead of everyone fussing and fighting over their hundreds, let's not fuss and fight, but, you know, if anything, let's fuss and fight over millions. <laughs> I, you know better off leaving the fussing and fight now but but we can ask God wants to expand our thinking how many understand now when you sometimes when you stretch it's painful right how many want to bend over and touch their toes and leave leave the leave the knees locked some of you are real flexible and you're real you're doing that stuff all the time if you don't do that very often you probably stop halfway okay that's good <laughs> you know and you push you push down and then you start feeling it back in the back part of your leg it's just all tightened up and if you want to be real limber you have to stretch you have to push and it's going to hurt and then you rest and then you push a little bit farther and, and you do that over time until hey then it's no big deal your capacity is now greater you can move more than you used to and that can be a value Right. Likewise, it's true in the realms of our mind, the regions of our thinking, and 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 not only our thinking but our behavior, what we think and then what we do. Uh, if we really want to blow the lid off this thing, and I'm talking our life, I'm talking our us corporately together as a church. Uh, if we really want to take the limits off, we've got to do some stretching. Yeah, and it, you know what happens at first? It hurts. <laughs> What do I mean by that? Not physically, it, but it's uncomfortable in our mentality. Someone said, oh, I, I'm not uncomfortable. Why is that? It's because you're operating within the limits of where you've probably been for a long time. I can walk and be totally comfortable. <laughs> right? I can run for a little ways and be comfortable. But if I run for a long ways, I feel it. Why? Because I don't normally do that. Right? And there's some things in your spiritual life where just going as is, doing what we're doing now, and, uh, you know, whatever's going on in your life currently, if you stay right there, you can do it, and it's not difficult. It's comfortable to you. But if you go further... It hurts for a little while. 
but is it worth it to expand our capacity for God in our lives? Expand our ability to, uh, uh, to walk with Him and to have Him move through us and to see where He can take us in, in, in our home life, our business, in all areas of life, and of course in, in ministering to others and those things. Is it worth it? I think it's worth it. But we've got to be willing to stretch. We've got to be willing to do things we don't normally do. Amen. Again, you start a workout program, you're probably going to be using muscles that haven't you haven't used for a while. I remember a number of years ago, I went water skiing, and as a growing up, I went water skiing all the time. That was just a normal part of our lives, and and I was never, I you know, I never was just some you know huge muscle bound person, but I had some muscles. I guess I was using during water skiing, obviously, um, that were in good shape. Because later, when I hadn't water skied for a long time, and I went water skiing um, with my brother, and Carrie might have been there. <laughs> you know, first getting out of the water was a chore. You know, pulling up on the slalom ski. It's like, wow. Sheesh. And just skiing for a little ways, and then, you know, cutting back and forth, and it's like, I was tired, and the next day, I was in pain. <laughs> my arms, my legs, my back, it was just, this hurts. <laughs> what is going on? I know how to ski better than this. I've done this a gazillion times, but I hadn't done it for a while. <laughs> how many know that can happen? Maybe you used to be at a certain place, but you've kind of backed off. You haven't been doing that. You haven't been acting that way anymore, and uh, to get back, it's going to hurt a little bit what do I mean hurt again sometimes it, it's just uncomfortable to us sometimes people get comfortable just coming to church they come to church they worship the Lord they sit and they listen and they go and that's the extent of their Christian life I don't mean they're I don't mean they're living a life of hypocrisy or something like that but they don't do anything for God they don't serve they're not doing anything well why don't they well it's uncomfortable They've got a schedule. They've got a plan. They've got a, a way that they do it. Well, I know, but that's what needs to change. That's one of the ways that people stretch. You start doing things you don't normally do. It could be in your prayer life. It could be in, in serving and helping someone else. It could, be, it could be in anything the Lord drops in your heart as well. Uh, I know when I first started uh, in ministry, I wasn't comfortable doing that. I mean, I could milk cows all day long. I don't mean I enjoyed it, but I mean I could do it. But when I first started preaching, there are some people who were more natural. I think Pastor Mickey was more natural. And uh, I heard one of his first, I think it was one of his first uh, preaching times uh, on a cassette tape back when we were in Bible school. And I thought, wow, he's good already. <laughs> you know, he, he was more natural. I wasn't uh, natural at, at speaking. And especially like what we do now, and I come up without a plan. I'm totally done in five minutes. <laughs> and uh, I remember one of the one of the first times, probably the second time I, I spoke, I was speaking at this church, and uh, I had three pages of notes, you know, the big kind of papers, not. And uh, and I exhausted all of it in 30 minutes. I was glad to get to 30. I was like, at least I got to 30. <laughs> It just wasn't. But what, what am I saying? I I was uncomfortable. I really was. I was. I I felt 
like I was doing the right thing. I was called. The Lord wanted me to do it, but I had to totally stretch. If I'd have just yielded to the flesh, I'd have just kicked back, and I'd have been a good milker. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with milking cows. It's just that was wasn't my call. But I, I wouldn't have been able to to be a teacher and a preacher and those kind of things. I had to stretch, and it was uncomfortable. And some days, man, I wanted to do anything but get up and preach. Why? Because it was, it was just a stretch for me. But what happens? You stretch and you keep stretching. You hold it for a while. All right, hold it for 10. <laughs> you know, then the next time you go there, it's easier. And after a while, it's like, I like to stretch. You know, Mac likes to run. Why? <laughs> For miles and miles and miles, you know, you know, and some of some of the rest of you might do that too. But uh, well, it's like you do something for a while and you push yourself, then you actually enjoy it. And uh, it happened with me in ministry, and I think it's still happening because the Lord still stretches me sometimes, or I need to do something I don't really feel like doing, not super comfortable, but it allows the capacity of God in me to be greater greater move of greater flow greater manifestations and uh amen it's good thank you lord i I believe the lord wants to uh, take our vision up i'm talking on an individual basis you know anything he wants to do for in me through the church i say lord bring it on Uh, help me to help me to see more see beyond uh, the limitations of my own thinking and uh, what's the limitation of your life it's not what's been going on the last month or the last 10 years. or That's not the limitation. But the limitation does reside right here in our thinking. Because God's almighty and all-powerful. You could be, I tell you, what could you be? <laughs> I don't know, what could you be? But, you know, but he's the one who does exceeding abundantly above all we could ever ask or think. He specializes in pushing the boundaries. Stretching the borders. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I believe He wants to give us greater vision. You remember, remember the Lord had an, had an issue, had a, had a man in the Old Testament named Abram, made a covenant with him, made him Abraham, but He gave him a, He gave him a, a call, a plan that was to be the father of many nations. And uh, you know, you, some of you know the circumstances. But one of the things that the Lord had to do with him to get him to the place where he said where, where, where the Bible says he believed and it was accounted to him for righteousness he had to take him outside and he had to look at the stars because God promised his descendants would be more than the stars and, and you know and the sands on the sea and the stars in the sky and he'd get up out there and look that'll do something to your mind you get out there and look and see okay <laughs> God is big wow he is mighty and I'm thinking how in the world is he going to do something in my life (laughs) you know have you ever studied the scope of the universe you heard the comparisons you know and how really um, let me just you know just try by memory you know our our sun is what 93 million miles away and uh, and our sun is one of the smaller stars in our in our soul in our galaxy and uh, in our galaxy is one of what gazillions <laughs> of galaxies, and uh, our sun is one of the smaller ones. You know, and the size of the Earth compared to the sun is I forget, but just minuscule. 
it's just tiny compared to the sun and you know and the bible speaks about god how he holds the universe in his hands you know in the span of his hand and and uh and here's god and then here's our galaxy you know here's our galaxy <laughs> you know and here's our here's our planet inside of inside of our soul our own solar system you know and and on our planet there's uh you know the north american con- continent you know and then there's the united states then there's idaho <laughs> then there's boise and then or you know or whatever city you you live in around here then there's your house and then there's you <laughs> with a problem that's so big that i don't know how in the world god's ever going to fix it <laughs> let's get things in perspective of how big God is and how you know Jesus said he cast out uh, Bible says that Jesus cast out demons with the finger of God finger of God not, not, a, not a hand not an arm certainly not full body into it you know it's just the things that you know demons stir up it's just God is so much more powerful it's not even a not even a fight there's not a battle between light and darkness Huh? Turn the light on and darkness is gone. No struggle, no fight. And if we can open ourselves up to see the magnitude of God's possibility and His ability to, to move in us, to change circumstances, just like that. How many know what that does to our faith? Bing. It's like, man, this is easy. Yeah, but we make it so hard. How is this going to happen? Easy. Everybody say easy.